If I don't stop, we won't go into the word. For you see, the things of the spirit look natural, but they are supernatural. You throw them a little here or a little there. But when you grab a hold of them and release your faith where it's flowing, you will see miracles. Miracles that will outstand even the clearest of minds. For God, he enjoys demonstrating his power on the behalf of his people to help them even where help is needed. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, Second Corinthians in chapter 10, we have been looking at victory in spiritual warfare, right? Victory in spiritual warfare. And uh, 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 let's check um, verse 5 and 6, okay, of Second Corinthians chapter 10. It says, casting down imaginations uh, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ uh, and uh, having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. We want to... Mm, talk about this verse 5 and 6 a little bit more. Amen. Uh, we a clear understanding, a clear explanation of verse 5 and verse 6 verse 6 inclusive you know, has kind of eluded us of, you know, some. You know, we don't seem to talk about verse 6 because verse 6 is a part and parcel of the narrative. Hallelujah. Amen. What does he mean? What do I mean? What does the scripture mean by me? Revenging all disobedience. <laughs> when, my own, when my own obedience is fulfilled. What does he mean by that? We have said that strongholds are holes that are strong. Fortresses, builds. Praise God. Amen. To, 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 to establish control. Okay, to establish control. You know, when, when you go to uh, an army, a military barracks, uh, at the entrance you will see, please walk on the echo, please, thank you. At the entrance you will see uh, 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 a sentry, right? Sentry post. You'll see a sentry post. A sentry post is where you see uh, some soldiers guarding the entrance. Why is a sentry post built? It's to control the entrance and the exits, right? At the gate. And so, so we, we, a stronghold is something like that. Hallelujah. Now, so it says, give me the Living Bible translation of verse 5 and 6. Amen. 
we want to deal with that and hopefully be able to get into uh, how to build strongholds. Praise God. Okay? Do you have it? The New Living Translation, verse 5 and 6. Is that it? This, these weapons can break down every proud argument against God and every wall that can be built to keep men from finding him. With these weapons, I can capture rebels and bring them back to God. No, 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 no. Is this New Living Translation? No, it's not New Living Translation. NLT. Anybody has it, please? Okay. Praise God. Yes. With these weapons, we break down every proud argument that keeps people from knowing God. So strongholds, what's their aim? It's to keep you from having an experiential and revelation knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's to keep you away from the knowledge that God has about himself and he wants you to have about him. Because when we have a distorted knowledge of God, right, it will limit our relationship with him. Because it is the, you, you are, you, your faith is only as strong as the knowledge of God that you have. Amen. Yes, it's only as strong as the knowledge of God that you have. If you know that, if you believe that God is a killer, right? When things die around you, somebody comes and lies to you that it was God that killed them. You know, you'll accept it. And you say, well, you know, God gives and God tickets. Blessed be his holy name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Someone said, well, you know, the Lord, you know, the, the reason why you did not have uh, 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 promotion at your workplace, uh, it was because uh, you did not give in to God uh, when he called you into ministry. Hallelujah. I said, uh, 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 when, no, when you believe that, uh, praise God. Oh, your business is not go well because you did not answer the call. Hallelujah. That's not true. Glory to God. You can do business and answer the call. I mean, you can do business and prosper and still not answer the call. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. One says, well, you know, the promises of God, you know, they are conditional. You fulfill your part, God fulfills his part. Then why is it a promise then? Why is it a promise? If I have to, if I have to do something to obtain it, it's no longer a promise. It's no longer a gift. Hallelujah. It's a free gift. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Why I'm hungry is because, uh, you know, uh, I, I have not been uh, a, 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 a good giver. Be a good giver. Praise God. But God uh, still feeds the birds. Amen. 
Hallelujah. The Bible says, I did neither sow nor reap, nor gather into bands, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. He said, are you not of much more worth or value than they? Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, 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 uh, so, so the way the reason why we are suffering in Nigeria is because uh, God is judging Nigeria for all the what do you call it? All the bad, 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 bad things, uh, all the sins, uh, and all the blood that has been shed uh, in the altar, in, in altars, uh, in Asorok altar, in Asovilla altar, all the human blood. You know, some people just believe that is if I, when you hear some people talk, uh, you think, I mean, every day they are shedding human blood in Asorok. You know, see, that's, the, that, that's the reason why God is judging us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, someone even po- posted a theory the other day and said, well, you know, you know, the, the, Turkey, well, Turkey was planning against Nigeria. You know, the election to come and cause problem in Nigeria. And so the Lord distracted them with the earthquake and over 40,000 people died. What a God. You know? So, your faith is only as strong as the knowledge of God that you have. So, it says, with these weapons, we break down every proud argument. They are arguments. They are proud arguments. And these people that will be saying, postulating these arguments, they were so sure about it. You know, that's the interesting thing about strongholds. Hallelujah. You know, he said, they keep people from knowing God. God wants you to know him as he is. He said, with these weapons, we conquer their rebellious ideas. Ideas he said, he said, that, that, that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. They are rebellious. So any thought that is not God's is a rebellious thought. And what do we, we, we do? We conquer them and say, we teach them to obey Christ. How do we conquer them? We capture them and we teach them to obey Christ. So the, those words, those thoughts, those knowledge, right? Those mindsets that are against God. What do you do? How do you handle them? By teaching them to obey Christ. Teaching them the word of God. Impressing the word of God on your heart. So that it will become so, so that that rebellious thought will become subdued. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You know, a pastor was saying some, the other day, and he said that one of his, his church members came to meet him and said, you know, Pastor, you know, I'm feeling unrighteous. And, you know, he said, and he said, you are righteous. He said, that one said, no, I'm not righteous. Said, you are righteous. No, I'm not. You are righteous. No, I'm not. You are righteous. <laughs> and he told him, go and write, I am the righteousness of God 1,000 times. That is, that, is, that, is, that is teaching them to water, to obey Christ. That is bringing, subduing those rebellious ideas. 
Hallelujah. That is what it means to revenge disobedience. Anything that is contrary to God's word is disobedience. You don't give it space. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I can't die like a chicken. Glory to God. Life will work out well for me. Praise God. Head or tail I win. Are you listening to me? Oh, well, pastor, it has lingered for so long. You don't throw in the towel. You subdue that thought to the obedience of Christ. Glory to God. Let's read on. Let's read on. Let me read the mirror translation. I gave it to us last week. Remember? Okay. The mirror translation of verse 5 and 6 just brings up some shades of truth there. Okay. He said, Every lofty idea and argument positioned against the knowledge of God is cast down. It's cast down. See, in this spiritual warfare, you have got to be aggressive. You know, if you haven't been, if you haven't lived in the north and experienced what Christians in the north, right, are experiencing, when they, when their minds tilt in a particular direction, you won't understand it. So you find that northern Christians feel that they feel that those of us who are in the south, we don't appreciate what they are going through. Hallelujah. So Paul is saying here that there are lofty ideas and arguments that want to come against the knowledge of God. He said that our weapons are to expose them. You become aggressive. Like those northern Christians, they can be very aggressive. Those of you that have lived in the north, right? Am I saying what you... Am I saying the truth? Yeah. Glory to God. Because these guys have, I mean, you, you just come to church, we don't, no problem, no, with Isa, you know, they, they have to, they, they, they have to go, they go to church with, you know, one eye, with, the, with their sword by their side. Praise God. Because anything can happen at any time. Amen. They are ready for battle. So, so he said, every lofty idea and an argument position against knowledge of God is cast down. 
is exposed to be a mere invention of your imagination. Listen, the devil plays a lot with your imagination. Like Reverend Tunde said yesterday, he tries to build a nation in you know in your in your mind. What are you meant to do? Once you recognize it from God's word. <clears throat> See, if you have to, thank you, Lord Jesus. If you have to shut your doors to fight this battle and win so that until the word of god becomes the dominant thought in that area of your life you've got to do it go and do it are you listening to me go and do it let's read on it says that the caliber of our weapon is empowered now, hear this. By the revelation of the ultimate consequence of the obedience of Christ. Therefore, in building strongholds, right, the knowledge of Christ and what he has done becomes uh, the paramount knowledge you should pursue. It's not the knowledge of church. It's the knowledge of Christ. Somebody say the knowledge of Christ. Because that is what it wants. That is what those strongholds, those demonic strongholds, that is what they want to enforce. Amen. That's what they want to dismantle. But you are now going to, I've got to get the revelation of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What he has done. Amen. The, 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 the revelation of redemption. The stronger you are in it. The more solid you become. The devil can't push you around. Tell your neighbor the devil can't push you around. I'm getting more knowledge now. Amen. Now let me go a little step further. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Write this down. There are three sources of strongholds. Number one, the world. By the world, what do I mean? I mean the system of this world. The operations of the system of this world. They seek to build strongholds. Remember, those strongholds are a function. They, are, they have information as they are, at their root. They speak to us. Hallelujah. Adverts speak to us. Government policies speak to us. Hallelujah. That's why in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, it says, Love not the world, neither the things of the world. 
if any man loves the world the love of the father is not in him the world has its way of doing things jesus said you are in the world but you are not of the world therefore be ye separate amen so you've got to start to question yourself where is the source of this my belief system did i get it where did i get it from did i get it from the world did i get it from friends or did i get it from my village <laughs> or my community glory to god the world seeks to build seeks to give us information you know you know the world tells us that i mean miracles are that they have gone healing is no more they tell you science god has given us science as if there wasn't science in jesus's day praise the lord praise the lord the world says get all you can and can all you get That's the way the world operates. Meanwhile, the Bible says there is he that scattereth and yet increaseth. So you can see that the information from the world is anti-God. Amen. So, so, you've got to ask yourself, where is this information from? This is my belief system. Where do I... That's why I say, we've got... He said, we've, the word, we, we, these are weapons expose those things. When we hear God's word, and it is counter what we believe, don't just discard it. Ask yourself, wait, where is it? What's the source of this, my belief? You know, those, our, those idioms and proverbs that our parents and elders give us. You know? And we have formed and built belief systems around them. Praise God. Praise God. And none comes to my, to my mind easily now. But I, I scrutinize them now. I scrutinize them. Don't just give me proverbs. I, what does it mean? What does it mean? What, I, I must judge it. And where it is disobedient to the knowledge of Christ, what do I do? I bring another subjection. I make it obedient. That is, it's got, I, I've got to realign myself with God's word instead of that proverb. They say slow and steady wins the race. You know it's not always like it's not always true. Hallelujah. 
slow and steady does not always win every race especially if it is 100 meters that you are won <laughs> hallelujah when the bible says quit you like men act you like men i say slow and steady wins the race praise god hallelujah 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 so we've got to we that the world has its own way of passing information across to you through the tv haven't you seen that nigerians some nigerians are now imbibing indian culture right why because we are now so exposed to z world and and co so you see people now saying namaste that's how it comes Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The world wants to make you to feel that calling your brother, brother, is too spiritual. It's too, it's too, it's too, it's out of date rather. It's outdated rather. Meanwhile, it's in the scripture. The Bible calls us brothers and sisters. So they make you feel weird if you are calling somebody, hey, uh, 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 brother Richard. Oh, my bro. Oh my sis, hallelujah! You say no, you are you are not touch enough. No, come on, don't let the world dictate your language. You are a brother. You are a sister. They want us to make us feel that calling ourselves nickname is cooler than calling ourselves brother and sister. No way. There's a reason why the Bible put it there. And we start calling unbeliever brov, 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 bro. You know? It's not your bro. The son of the devil. Hallelujah. So we pray him in. It's not your proof. Glory to God. Number two, your experiences. Number two, source of strongholds, your experiences. Often erroneous in interpretation. Amen. Amen. Many times you see people. Look at, look at, look at, look at. Uh, 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 Paul, he said he prayed three times to the Lord that the messenger of Satan, you know, that was sent to buffet him, you know, to, to, to that God should remove it. And what did God say? God said, My grace is sufficient. So, therefore, you now see people because of that, uh, because of that, everything and anything that comes, you say, Ah, I'm alone. Um, from well, can we question God? Unquestionable, you are the Lord. That's a lie. God is not unquestionable. Did you hear what I said? So, choir, you know that we, we can't sing that song in this church again. Amen. God, God, can, God can be questioned. Yeah. 
Yes. That's an unquestionable. So said, no, God can be questioned. He said, he said, ask of me. What you don't know, explain. Let, I will explain it to you. Praise God. Bring forth your strong reasons. Let's argue this thing together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will, see, if you seek him enough, he, said, he, said, he will expose things to you that you don't know. He will. So why should you tell me that he's unquestionable? That you did not, that you don't understand doesn't mean that that's the, that's the way he operates. No. God is not unquestionable. Hallelujah. God tells you something you don't understand. Ask him. Don't just move gunduciously. Praise God. Your experiences, when they are outside of God's word or they negate God's word, you throw them away. See, those your experiences, when they counter God's word, someone says, well, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed and you're sick. That's, that, that, that's, that's, that's against the knowledge of God. You don't use your experiences to interpret scriptures. You use scriptures to interpret your experiences. And where your experiences don't tally with the scriptures, praise God. What do you do? You, 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 you will capture the thoughts that those experiences are trying to build in your mind. Amen. With the word of God. And superimpose God's word on it. Paul said, whether it be by life or by death, Christ must be magnified in my body. Hallelujah. Listen, there is nothing that is unexplainable except God. Anything that happens in this, there is an explanation. That you have not found an explanation to it. I mean, there was a time man thought that the earth was flat. Then one more knowledge came. We found that it was round. So there was a time that men thought that man couldn't get to the moon. But somebody now stands up and superior knowledge came. Man, God, do you understand me? Knowledge is ever expanding. So never think that, oh, that knowledge, you know, of your, that your experience has taught you. Experience is not always the best teacher. Tell your neighbor that. The experience is not always the best teacher. God's word is the best teacher. So don't put your experiences above. Like the person that called me the other day. When I was, uh, said, oh, that, yeah, he, he's an evangelist. He's in the field. Me, I'm a pastor. Me, I don't see anything. Hey, we, see, we never see devil. You know, nah, 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 nah. I, uh, I said, hey, it's very easy to preach. This authority, authority, authority. When you get, so the guy, 48-year-old man, he's never, been, he's never been married. He's an evangelist. He's looking for a wife to marry. And uh, he's only women. And also demon, demon, witches and wizards that are just surrounding him. You know, so it's very difficult to see someone to marry. You know, da 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 da. da. So say, man of God, please leave that story. I mean, I did it where they see. Eh? I said, but this is what God's word said. He said, leave, leave, see. This is experience. When people start to speak like that, there is a stronghold that has taken over their minds. 
When someone starts to sell you, let us face reality. Hey, the person has been captured. The person's mind has been captured. The devil has sat there. In fact, built, built a big fortress. Glory to God. Glory to God. So anywhere that experiences are, are raised above the word of God, what do you do? Throw it aside. That experience, you, you throw it aside. Hallelujah. God's word is supreme. Tell your neighbor, God's word is supreme. Number three, wrong doctrines. Do you know you can be in church <laughs> and they'll be building serious strongholds against the knowledge of God? And you'll be enjoying it. You'll say, hmm, ah, yeah, Rev. Hmm. Ride down, pastor. You know, I don't encourage all those ride down, pastor, here. Because, you know, most of the people that say those ride down, pastor, they are dumb. Just, 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 once pastor is saying, just ride on, just, just excited, ride on, pastor. They are not listening, no. I just excited. Ride on, pastor. You know. I was in church. I was in, I was in the church many years ago in the 80s. You know. And ah, pastor will be preaching. Somebody will just have the Somebody will just have, give Jesus a J. Ah, in the middle of the message. Yeah. Hallelujah. Ah, there was one other one they used to say, it's not what God cannot do. Now, what God cannot do is a recent thing. Um, ah, I've forgotten. You just, you just, somebody shout hallelujah. In the middle of the message. Those people are not listening to the message. Uh, preach it. Uh, tell them, I should tell you. <laughs> You know, those unnecessary interjections. And then you are inside, you go and be, see them, their lives, they are, it's empty. Look at Matthew chapter 24, verse 4. Jesus answered and said unto them, he was talking about the signs of the end times, take heed, pay attention that no man deceive you. How will men deceive you? Through wrong doctrines. You know, radio, anybody, once you can pay your money, you know, you can say anything you want to say. You know, as long as it is not against the government. So, I was going to listen to Encounters with Grace and then, on one of the stations. And then, just before me, there was one man who came. And he was talking about, oh, inviting people to, for a prayer meeting, a special meeting at his church somewhere, and all that. And he said, when you are coming, make sure you bring that your orange. Because we are going to pray over that orange. Don't forget about those people that tell you that it is nonsense. So, uh, you, uh, we, we, see, we see miracles. 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 Listen, hear me. Miracles is not a proof that God is in something. 
Don't, don't marabouts get results? You don't know who a marabou is. Soothsayers. Witch doctors. In Yoruba land, we call them babalawos. Don't they get results? Or else, why do people still go there? Hallelujah. So don't let anybody bamboozle their home. Say, say, say bring up, make sure we bring, bring that your orange. We'll pray over the orange. You know, and we will you take the orange. Say, ah, you want the orange. So, so that what? So that their lives will be sweet like orange. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wrong doctrines. Take heed that no man deceive you. See, anything that will lead you away from Christ is a wrong doctrine. The Bible calls them doctrines of devils. Anything that will magnify anything else apart from Christ, magnify an image, magnify an experience, magnify a person, Magnify, you know, a, a, an organization, a church. And so, so uh, our church is the best. There's nothing like that. The church of Jesus Christ is the best. Glory to God. Glory to God. Someone said that I'm looking for a church that, I mean, that is a very, I mean, the, the, everything is perfect. Once you enter inside that place, it stops being perfect. Because you are an imperfect person. Hallelujah. Wrong door. Jesus said, we should take heed that no man deceive you. For many will come in my name saying I'm the Christ. Preaching. Teaching. I'm the Christ. He said, they will deceive many. So three, three ways. Strongholds are built. One, the world, experiences, and wrong doctrines. Take heed what you hear. How do you judge a wrong doctrine? Does it magnify Christ? If it doesn't, throw it away. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go a little bit further. I still have about a few minutes. Write this down. Amen. Verse 12 of Matthew chapter 24. It says, And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Give me in the Amplified Version and the New Living Translation. I will read the two of them. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many will wax cold. Friends, I want to bring us to, up to speed on... Uh, I want to bring us... Uh, uh, a truth about uh, spiritual warfare that we are facing corporately. 
as a church, as the body of Christ, that many are not aware of as being spiritual warfare. Remember when I started this series, I said spiritual warfare can be individual, it can be community, it can even happen in a church. Once there is a wrong mindset, there is a wrong belief system that builds a stronghold. And Jesus says in the last days, because lawlessness is increased, the love of most people will grow cold. So, what warfare am I talking about? I am talking about the spiritual warfare of cold love. The spiritual warfare of cold love. Write this down. Your Christianity is only as real as your love. The major area of spiritual warfare that has come against the church is in church relationships. In fightings, strives, those are corporate spiritual warfares going on. And many in the body of Christ uh, don't know it. How real is your Christian life? Is a function of how real, right? Is how much you walk in love. A house that is divided against itself shall what? Will not stand. It can't. And that's why the Bible says we should walk, we should keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of perfection. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit. Walk in love. Be ye followers of God. Say, and walk in love. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Even as Christ loved us and gave himself as a sacrifice. A church that is overcoming, an overcoming church is a church that is committed. Somebody say committed. Come on, say they committed. That is committed to the love work. Because that is one area of attack of the devil. Where men start getting bitter towards themselves. Brethren don't want to talk to themselves. Why? It's because a structure has been erected in your mind against your brother, against your sister. We've got to watch it. Friends, we've got to what? We've got to watch it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Look at it. He said in verse 10, Matthew chapter 24, and then many, 
and then shall many be offended and betray one another and you shall be hated no 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 and shall hate one another and many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many and because iniquity shall abound see because of lawlessness hatred betrayal abounds It's a dog eat dog world. And because that is what is prevailing, Christians are allowing their love, instead of it to be red hot, it starts to get cold even towards brethren. We don't see ourselves as brethren. We see ourselves, this is a Nigerian. I've got to protect myself first. He said they will betray one another. They shall be offended. They shall, they shall hate one another. Amen. Glory to God. So, walking in forgiveness is actually pulling down the stronghold of cold love. He says we should forbear one another. He says we should forgive one another. When we walk in those dimensions, we are pulling down the stronghold of satanic attacks. Hallelujah. Because offense keeps us from being committed to one another. You know, a husband and a wife can be, can be together and not be committed to the relationship. And they'll still be living together in the same house. Because, but because of offense. Hallelujah. The wife will just pack the husband somewhere. The husband too will pack the wife somewhere. Just do my own, do your own. But you see, there is no love without commitment. Write it down. There is no love without commitment. Nobody, anybody that says he loves you, right? It is shown, demonstrated by commitment. And that is something that, that the body of Christ, you know, that has that been, been eroded in the body of Christ. Love is commitment to one another. Love is commitment to others. Love is committed commitment to others. Just say, oh, I love God. Say, love God by loving and committing yourself to people. Every time... <laughs> The measure of your love is in the depth of your commitment to others. Five more minutes, I'm done. Hallelujah. You may not like what someone has done, but you don't have an option to stop loving them. The only option the believer has is the option of love. When we walk in love towards one another, 
right? The, the more we walk in love towards one another, the less the enemy can penetrate. So, red hot love is one that is committed to others. First John chapter 4. Praise God. Glory to God. First John chapter 4, verse 20. First John 4, verse 20. Give that to me. First John chapter 4, verse 20. If, if a man say, I love God and hates his brother, he is a what? He is a liar. He that loveth not his brother that he has seen. How can he love God whom he has not seen? So my love commitment to God is measured by my love commitment to others. The devil destroys a body. Right? Usually from within. When you see a body destroyed, it's usually from within. When you see a church destroyed, it's usually from within. When Balaam, remember Balaam? And uh, what's the name of the Balak wanted Balaam to curse Israel and all that, you know, and he couldn't do it. You know what he did? He now gave him and he said, If you want these people, if you want to get these people, just introduce something into their lives that will implode from within. So, the, he got them, he got the men of Israel to start committing fornication and go against the word of God. And, and you know, the Bible says that, he said, he said, every sin, every other sin is out of the, outside of the flesh, right? outside of the body. He said, but, but when the sin of fornication, right, is one that destroys the body. And that was how he was able to get them. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. So, loving God is loving that your brother. So, when we say, go and visit that brother. Don't you... Mm, you know. No. It, it shows how committed you are to that brother or to that sister. That that brother is not important enough for you to spend that your one hour to visit and find out how they are doing. That's what you're saying. That's what you're communicating. You can come to church and say, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Oh, Lord, you know I love you. God will say, come on. Sister Bridget, did you your 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 HOD or your body head or your area coordinator say you should go and visit her that she fell ill during the week? And he just said, "Hey, but I called her." Eh. Now the person we we know like now in a house they far. So. 
So your commitment level to that brother or to that sister is phone call. Uh, you know, it's, it makes the world easier. There's, okay, let me ask you a question. Answer me truthfully. Truth, truthfully. I said you don't like people. Praise God. Amen. Which one do you prefer? Praise God. For someone to, to visit you or to call. Which one is more appreciative? Someone say call. You see, that is how warped the devil, uh, the world system has, 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 uh, has made our minds. That's how warped it is. I'm telling you. I'm telling Praise God. You can, you can never compare it. Never the same. You can never. You can never. If you don't, if you don't know now, know it now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When you celebrate those things and you put it on Facebook and people are zooming, zooming into it. Is the zooming into it as, is it, is it as strong as people standing beside you? Physically. See, the devil has lied to us. Brethren, hey, hey. It has, he has so isolated the world. That's the reason why we, when you go to homes, if you go to some homes, five hours, nobody's talking to each other, everybody. In fact, people are communicating on the. My, my wife gets mad when I, I'm inside the room and maybe she's downstairs and I, I'm sending her a WhatsApp message to get her a message. It, she gets mad. She ah! <laughs> Let's not replace men, one another, with gadgets. Don't yes, do it. Oh, does that mean that I should never... No. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My wife went to visit for a friend's, a friend's 50th birthday yesterday. Where? Somewhere, somewhere in the interlands of Ota. She doesn't even know the name of the place. You know? And... Can you compare that with if we just we just sent uh, uh, WhatsApp Happy Birthday? <laughs> Hallelujah! My wife just said something now. If you do your cake, you do your food. And everybody is saying happy birthday on the phone. Who will eat your cake? Who will eat? I say, eh, at least Konomi Lobo. That's how selfish you are. Praise God. How can we say we love God when we don't walk in love towards our brothers, towards our sisters? Amen. Praise God. That's why a, a family is a family. The body of Christ is a family. If all of us are, are doing 
phone, phone, family. Imagine your house. Everybody is talking to each other with, with phone. Won't you call for night VG? That's the way it is. We are a family. Yes, sir. Let's not reduce our relationships to just phones. Once a while, visit one another. Check up on one another. The things that you will get, the information you will get, the help that you will receive, the fellowship. I was trying to mention that word during the week, and Larry said, Pastor, we get it, we get it. So I won't mention that word. You know, Kamara something. Kamara dear, Kamara. Kamara. Kamara dream. Ah, I've mothered English. Praise God. You, know, you, you can't get it while on phone. You know, on phone, we pretend a lot. Hallelujah. We pretend a lot. There's a lot of pretense on phone. Hello, how are you? What's the regular answer? And the person may just have finished crying. But he just said, fine. How's everything? Okay. Or we want to ask Christian. We say, God is good. Oh, we bless God. Meanwhile, the person doesn't have food in the house. Are you listening to me? The devil is fighting the church in the area of our love walk. Let's fight back. Praise God. The church of Jesus Christ will march on, will stand, will take care of one another. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody blessed today? Stand to your feet. Let's give God praise for the word. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We'll round up on this on Wednesday. Um, 